Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. Jas, what did we do last week? Oh, that's a question, isn't it? What did we do? Like, my just went blank all of a sudden. I know we ended up at the Yiga Clan hideout at the end of the last episode. We basically just wrapped up the Gerudo area last week. Yeah, yeah that's right, the Gerudo wrap-up. And Jay, what are we going to do this week? Well, before we set out for the next main quest, I think it's time to do a bit of side adventuring. So, this week we're going to head over the snowy mountains of the Gerudo Highlands and uh, wrap around there and head towards Lake Helia. Mm. But before we do that... Oh! Uh, a fan has been in touch with us. Nice! Well, actually, possibly not a fan, just someone who saw that clip I put on YouTube. The... Um, so I put up a little clip of our Flavor Flav yeah. chat. <laughs> yes, I... Yep. And uh, we got a comment from Oshia Foreman, who says, I'm 13, and I know who Flavor Flav is. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> He's timeless, man. Flavor then he Flav. directed me to his YouTube... He directed me to his YouTube channel, Public Enemy TV. <laughs> oh, yes! What a legend! So somehow, despite the fact that video's only got like 20 views on YouTube, a big Public Enemy fan found it just to comment on it. <laughs> so, King. Respect. Mm-hmm. Even so, a little bit of... Okay. I was going to say, even if you're not listening to the podcast, that's still respect. Um, a little bit of Zelda news to touch on. Oh, we had some chat about the the Zelda movie a couple of weeks ago. Yes, uh, but a, a quote has come out from the director. I don't know if you've seen this. I haven't. No, this has passed I me by. Think I did see it. Um, who basically says that he wants his movie to be like a live action Ghibli. That's promising. That's. Uh... I, I, that's good because at least you know, <laughs> in touch at least with what he knows the fans want, right? <laughs> yeah, he he was specifically saying like, yeah, it's not just going to be Lord of the Rings; it should be more like a live-action Ghibli. Yeah, I think Lord of the Rings would be the wrong tone altogether. Like that's what Twilight Princess was going for in the trailers, at least. But that's not quite right for Zelda. Yeah, that's just because of like the time it came out, though, right? <laughs> Yeah, the um I remember they made they had like that flaming Goron boss. Mm-hmm. Which was obviously there just because it looks like the Balrog. Yeah. That the E three reaction to that trailer is still top notch though. Like people I, l- I, I, I watched that clip at least a couple times a year. <laughs> So good. It's so good. Even though, like, the context for that video is that people were so excited because it doesn't look like Wind Waker. Yeah, that's, I was about not, to mention that. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's not an opinion that's aged well. It's not. Because <laughs> I think, visually, Wind Waker's aged better than Twilight Princess. Oh, I think everyone would agree at this point, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wind Waker will look good forever. Yeah. Whereas even Twilight Princess HD looks bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's just that was just the visual style of like the mid to late two thousands, right? Like muddy browns uh-huh. and a very washed out colour palette. You know I blame Gears of War. <laughs> and a bit of Skyrim as well. It's not exactly colourful game. Skyrim Yeah, I'd say no, Skyrim, Skyrim was a little bit later. Out. Yeah. Later Skyrim came later. out the same year as Skyward Sword. Oh, yeah, 2011. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember all the jokes that Skyrim, Skyward Sword, and Skylanders came out the same year. Mm. I'm sure, they were great jokes. I, don't, I mean, that was the extent of them. Wait, what's Sky in the name?
So, so, shall we move on with our quest? Yeah, so the Gruda Highlands. That's the end of beep, 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 Zelda News. <laughs> um, I suppose it's a good starting point of any is probably the Skyview Tower in this region, right? Um, because that, if, we're, if we're climbing up from the Yiga Clan hideout, that'll be our first point of interest. And the Gerudo Highlands Skyview Tower. Yep. And this is the one that I think you thought the last three Skyview Towers were, Luke. <laughs> uh, yes. This was the last one I did because it's when you get to it, the bottom is buried in the snow. Yes. Uh, it's actually not that hard to get to. You just have to do a little bit of um, ascending from the caves below. That's it. Yeah, but I was a... I was mucking about trying to melt all the snow with building little bonfires <laughs> and shooting flames at it. Like it's like all the sand. Nonsense. It's like the sand from the Gerudo like temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Luigi's mansion. This is not. I think there's actually like a little book nearby, um, part of the the wiki here that mentions that there is a cave nearby where they they were storing building materials for the the tower. It's kind of a hint, but uh, yeah. When, once you go through the cave, you'll find. Uh, I think you have to kind of go through a river, like. I in still kind of miss the cave, though. Even though it's close by, I went wandering off off towards with that Hinox on the left hand side of the map. suppose once we soar up into the sky um not a huge amount kicking about here um, yeah in terms of a sky area it's one of the emptiest around the tower i think there is a uh, starview island as it's known which does have a little puzzle which i suppose kind of makes sense doing this after the the lightning temple actually um it's one, it's like, it's one of those big spheres but inside mm-hmm. the sphere, um, you've got to do a mirror puzzle where mm. you kind of, I think you have to rotate the the island and the mirrors move around and you can reflect and reflect some, re- reflect? <laughs> yes, you can reflect and refresh. <laughs> yes, some beams of light and I think there's a couple of solutions to the puzzle. One will get you access to Maya Sire Shrine which is just a blessing, as you'd expect. Um, and the other one will get you access to a sage as well. So. Uh, there is a, a very interesting map in kind of like the surrounding islands. I'm already seeing this whole area, actually, now that I think about it, and this is ringing a bell, has that kind of low gravity effect that you find in certain I islands? I think you're right, because looking at it, they're all quite far apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might be how you get to everything, yeah. That would make sense. And, uh, yeah, the, the map um, leads you to Majora's Mask, um, which... Oh, which is a DLC item in Breath of the Wild. Indeed. Um, <laughs> where you find Majora's Mask, though, I guess we can speak about it now because we've already spoken about this area of the depths. Um, is the floating Colosseum, which is just north of it's uh, directly below where the Colosseum is on the surface, like the Colosseum in like Hyrule Field. Okay. Um, and yeah, this Colosseum though <laughs> is. Probably the Colosseum that yeah. everyone knows. Uh, I I presume you've done it there, Jas, by that, yeah. that little nod. Pretty yeah. sure, yeah. It's... Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you haven't, Luke, because otherwise you would be... No, yeah, as you know, I've been doing the Colosseums as we bring them up. Maybe you you might want to do this in your own time. I don't think doing this whilst you're doing a podcast is going to be working very <laughs> well. This one is uh, the Lionel Colosseum. With um, five Lionels, um, you start with the, a regular Lionel, then it's a uh, a blue mate, a blue Lionel, then a, a a white Lionel, and then a silver Lionel, and then just to top it off, it's a silver Lionel that is fully encased in rocky armor that you see. Oh. It's basically got two health bars. I see. Um, 
And I assume <laughs> as it's the depths, they will do gloom damage. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But uh, yeah, I mean, in um, in the well, both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, it is a really good set because it's pretty much all of the monster masks that you got from Kelton. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Majora just does one. all of them in one, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, you can pretty much walk around enemies, and they'll they'll not be ignore you. They'll ignore you. I think if you attack them. If you attack them, obviously they'll still yeah. Aggro, but otherwise, so I think I had like the, I had the Majora's Mask and Tears of the Kingdom way before any of like the regular Kilton masks, monster masks. I definitely did as well. Um, I think in Breath of the Wild it's super useful because it's pretty much on the way. I think it's on the way to Hyrule Castle, um, so speedrunners pick it up on the way, and I think it can like. Allow you to uh, just stroll past all the monsters. Stroll past monsters, but uh, yeah, um, I, I'm glad they gave it a bit of gravitas to it because it's you know, a very important item, and I mean it's the, the MacGuffin of a Zelda game, right? So yeah, it's the the titular Majora's Mask. <laughs> Correct. Correct. But yes, not much else in the sky though. Beyond that mass, like beyond the the mass map. So shall we head back down to the highlands? Well, we do have a bit of um, a bit of depths here as well, um, and there's not much super exciting. There's like some enemy camps and that, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, um, there is one of the um, depths based ascend points down here. All right, like in. Um, uh, back up to the surface, yeah. Where did it take I'm, you? I'm not. I'm about to find out live oh. on the pod. This just in from Zelda News. <laughs> I wonder if it takes you up to the tower. That would be a fun touch. Well, yeah, you could ascend through a cave, or you could ascend all the way from the depth. If it's anything like the other points, it's just going to plonk you on the side of a hillside. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. yep. Just, just a random, a random peak. <laughs> just before the Gruder Highlands. Yeah. I think it's just like I think they put that same point there. There's like a the Queen Gibdo boss is just like north of that as well. Mm. Which is something we've not spoke about actually. <laughs> like the thing that's in the depths is you get repeating. Yeah, we don't mention that at all. The so. only one, the only one we've come close to was a boss we hadn't done yet. So we were like, ah, uh, oh, we won't bring uh, that up yet. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a, a, a cool aspect. And the first time, <laughs> the first boss that I ran into in the depths was Colgera. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I was like, what the hell is that? And then I got close and obviously got a little rematch. Um, Visually, Kalgara matches the depths pretty well. Yeah, like big creepy. He l- well, like yeah, there are those little, um, the little bugs, like the firefly things, all around the depths. Mm-hmm. Like Kalgara looks just looks like a massive mm-hmm. version of those. I don't think Goma really matches it though. <laughs> just no. better place. Nor the boss we have the the boss we have not yet spoken about always feels a better place as well. <laughs> <laughs> that one feels out of place wherever you put it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More on that later. That's um, later yeah. So there's a couple of shrines dotted about the Gerudo Highlands. We've got a Maya Mat shrine, also known as a route for a ball. Hmm. Yeah, scruble scramble. <laughs> um. Is this? The one. Oh yeah, this one's interesting. So like, you begin, you've got a big metal ball that you kind of take around the shrine with you, and like the first one, you want to like wedge into a gap and then ascend through the ball, which mm. is a, a neat little puzzle. And then the next one is kind of going down a track. Um, you have to basically 
use recall as it's in the middle of a track to like stop its momentum. And this is one of those smaller balls which you kind of put inside a um you put inside a, a slot to open a door. Basically a switch, right? Um but yeah, it's more just play with marbles. <laughs> that's that's this, right? <laughs> in a nutshell. Not one that particularly stuck in my memory. Let's get my old watches notes. Yeah, well, yeah, hence why I just, just like, people scramble. I remember having some balls, moving them a bit. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Bringing back any ripperary memories for you, Jess? No, not really. <laughs> just reminds me of that one I mentioned recently nope. episode of the old bowling one it's just like, sounds like that's a no that's like a top tier one though but this not so much yeah don't you're not you're not blamed for some of them passing <laughs> through the through the gaps but yeah the other shrine that's in uh, the Grudel Highlands um Otsutsum shrine is just a blessing but I can't see what it's tied to is it not um one that you drop down from the sky I don't it's know. A crystal <laughs> quest, right? It's not a crystal. Yeah. Is it oh. a crystal? Yeah, it's I don't think be. it's a crystal. It's got to be. Nope. As a, not linked it's... to anything. It's not the Duchess of Downhill stuff, is it? Like, cause it's like I know there's a snowboarding thing that you can do, or shield surfing thing you can do nearby here. Just north of the shrine itself. It is literally in the middle of the land, and it's a blessing. Huh. <laughs> wow. Yep. I just looked up a... What's IGN the name guide. of this one? I've looked up an IGN guide for it. It is literally in the middle of the plain, Utsu. and it's a blessing. Is this Usazum? Usazum? Yeah, I've got it. I've got it, but I don't remember doing anything to get it. It's Yep, it's in the middle of a plain, and it's... <laughs> A blessing. That well, is... it's right by Satori Mountain, so maybe it's uh, a blessing from from the Lord of the Mountain. I think they just gave that it's as a freebie near... then, because like the, the nature of, like of the area. It's nowhere like, near what? Satori Mountain. What the hell are you on about? It's literally uh, two steps up and to the left is Satori Mountain Foothill Cave. Wait, yeah, I think you're looking at the wrong shrine, mate. Usazum? No. <laughs> oh. Otusum. <laughs> it's in the middle of, like, the snowfield. Oh, um, yeah, maybe it's just you get the reward is just getting through the snow then. Probably. <laughs> I, have a look about There are some dangerous monsters, like there's Linos um, kicking about here. There's probably um, Gleox and stuff as well, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um... A bit further down, there is a uh, there is the statue of the ape heroine, which was a quest in Breath of the Wild. You had to come and take mm. a picture of this. Yeah, I assumed when we um, when we were dealing with the like collecting the balls and stuff in the Gerudo hideout, we were going to be coming back to these statues, but we didn't in the end. Nope. Because yeah, the eighth heroine did come up again. I have now seen the shrine you're on about, which is Usazum Shrine, not Otusum yeah. Shrine. <laughs> so, oh, I'm... yeah, sorry. <laughs> Please, sorry, show some, res- get my show some respect. Show some respect <laughs> to these names they just pulled out of a hat. Speaking of names they pulled out of a hat, how about Gasas Shrine, further down the mountain? Gasas Shrine, that's what they call your house, isn't it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, also known as well timed cuts, which is yeah, cut the cheese. Oh, the way you're laughing at your own joke there says so. all. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
Yes. Does it, this one... I assume it doesn't actually involve farting in any way. <sighs> you fucking do the recap. <laughs> <laughs> I said I assume it doesn't involve farting. <laughs> um, so I think this one involves... Yeah, there's like chests that are like suspended by ropes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like that um, the smartphone game that was popular around like Angry Birds era. I have, they cut the rope. I don't think I've ever played that at all. Oh, do you not? I mean, yeah, it's basically like this a two D version of this round. You have stuff <laughs> hanging from ropes, and you have to cut the ropes in the right order to like swing it. Ah, uh, okay. Where you want it? But uh, yeah, this one like you can like push a stone slab to kind of catch it and uh, weight it down with a big cube. I think, I think I, I caught the chest with um, ultra hands. Like, yeah. I really don't think I did it how you were meant to. Um, and then there's another part later on with a ball suspended by a rope, which you can have to swing. And then hit with an arrow or something whilst it's on the forward swing, so it doesn't fall into a chasm. So, pretty yeah, neat. yeah, I think I, yeah, yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, one last little shrine before we get to some more meaty content of the, in this episode. Um, right by Lake Illumini, we have Turakawak Shrine. Um, also known as stacking a path. Yeah, well, the thing is, we're actually we're quite close to being back to like the starting area here. Yes. So uh, we're getting back to actually pretty simple um, puzzles. This is, you know, sort of an ultra hand tutorial shrine. I mean, a little more complex than some of the ones right back over by Lookout Landing. Yeah, this one kind of teaches you that uh, I think you get, like, certain types of blocks that are, like, climbable. Yeah. Like, they've got handholds yeah. on them to kind of show that you're meant to be able to climb them. Um, and it's about kind of stacking them on top of each other to, like, maybe build up enough height to catch on the ladder or something along those lines. Or, like, So, But, yeah, like you're saying, Luke, it's not like it's uh, in-depth... Um, yeah, there's not really like a, an interesting new mechanic. It is just using. But. Uh, well, the weird yeah. thing in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is um, what's more rare is a surface you can't climb. That's true. But yeah, yeah the yeah. a lot of the blocks you can manipulate do end up being. Like this. The slick material, whatever it is that you can't mm -hmm. climb. But in this round, they've purposely got them there. You where you can. Yep. Any closing takes on that strange ass? No. I think Jas is especially ethereal today. He'll just be here when he wants to be here. Uh oh, am I delayed or something? <laughs> there's, there's not a delay, is there? Oh, uh, shit. I didn't catch that. What was that? I think he said delayed a little. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can now. Right, yeah. I think, like, I was looking at the Discord, like, voice thing, and I was, like, I was speaking, but then it would take, like, 30 seconds or so to come out. Oh, that I was speaking. Yeah, I didn't catch anything you'd said there during that last round. Yeah, I was just saying, but, like, the uh, only other point I was making was, like, the it shows points of, like, where you can ascend. Like, there's not really much else to it. Yeah. I guess kind of tied in with the whole early shrine vibe, right? Yeah. Should we move on to something but a bit yeah. more interesting in a shrine? Here we have... The sixth tier. This one is Zelda and Sonya. Oh. Uh, appropriate that we're back close to the um, the chasm that Kate Gray got trapped in. 
because on our episode she was really shipping Zelda and Sonya. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, this is the the infamous tea party. Ah, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, so it opens with like classic sort of mid two thousands superhero movie moment where Zelda knocks a teacup off the table, but that's when she's able to activate her powers and freeze it in time. (laughs) Yeah, that's really funny. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Uh, But it's mostly just them talking about, like, her harnessing her powers, that maybe if she masters those, that's how she can get back to her own time. But also, like, oh, you know, you are actually welcome to just stay here. You don't have to leave. The part which I really like about this tier is that it has, um, you can see a bunch of, like, the Rauru and Sonya's guards, mm-hmm. and they're really dressed like little Aztec warriors. Mm. And then even, like, the pottery in China and stuff that they're using to have their little tea party, it's all very, like, that sort of jade pattern that a lot of... um stuff in ancient Mesoamerican stuff looks like, uh, which is a vibe that I'm really into. So I just enjoy looking at all the stuff. I want to dress up like that in the game. But I'm not quite sure what that helmet is that they're wearing. Yes, it's... I suppose it makes sense there's not a lot of Zonai clothing left. (laughs) It's quite an old civilization by this point. I'm pretty sure that helmet must be available, though, because I wouldn't have thought they'd have made it. Just for these background guys in this cutscene. Uh, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sounds like someone needs to get maybe they did. Explore all our zona style areas, you know. That's what. I'm, yeah, though, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure I probably can find that helmet if I go exploring enough. But I do like the. Um, it's again just a, a big world 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 building scene that we're getting here right um, yeah and i suppose the the big thing is zelda having her powers manifest which uh very royal may or may not be of importance <laughs> or whatever they're yes. drinking i imagine it's tea but they've got a literal teapot so <laughs> they're drinking anything else out of a teapot that's deviant behavior and i'm not into it <laughs> Well, you know, they do look a bit. That Rauru, what's he looking at with that third eye, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Is he peeping on? Yeah, I think they're swigging Buckfast straight from the teapot. (laughs) I can forgive that more than I can forgive, like, making coffee in a teapot. You, can you really can you make coffee in a teapot? Like, is that even possible? Like actual coffee, it's like instant stuff. I suppose you, you could serve no, it in make... a teapot, right? Yeah. No, you couldn't, Jess. Not if you were a sensible, law-abiding citizen. <laughs> I'm sure some some pervert has. I've just invented someone to be angry at who uses teapots inappropriately. <laughs> I really hope someone out there is like sweating bullets listening to this cast. Like, oh no. <laughs> my deviant habits be quiet. It cooled out. I can't wait till we get a random YouTube comment saying, oh, I'm 13 years old and I drink <laughs> monster energy from a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, I won't respect that individual anywhere near as much as I respect our old uh, public enemy fan. What uh, YouTube channel name is Monster, our young Monster Teapot enemy fan. Tony? <laughs> Monster Teapot Tony. <laughs> like if you're not claiming that, I'm gonna. That's that's got real branded potential. Yeah, once you get ten times as many followers as this podcast has. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But yeah, it's um whenever we've talked about shrines, you've always been like, 
Oh, is this the tea party one, Jay? So <laughs> have I been doing that? <laughs> okay, not not for a while, but it did. It has come up a couple times. <laughs> it's one. I don't know why it just really stuck in my memory. <laughs> like, I guess because it's quite okay. unlike the rest of them. Mm. Like it's is them just having a nice chat. And I think, well, as we'll see from here on out, um. The tone of the tears will will shift somewhat, mm. but uh, more on that on the not so distant future. Yeah, I guess in that context, this one does actually make a lot of sense as like a little calm for the for the storm, so to for speak. the for the storm in the teacup. <laughs> <laughs> Just north yeah. of here, we have the. Tabantha Snowfield Bridge, which would take us up towards uh, the Rito village. Yes, this is the path that me and Jas took on our way to the reopen region. Is there much between here and the um, the Rito village that we didn't touch on? Nah, um, I think I mentioned it on our way. Like, there's a couple of bridges that are out. Like, it is. It's actually a, a good bit of world building. I felt. I felt in terms of, like, nice seeing that the the area is in disarray between. Yeah. All the different phenomena. That's it. Yeah, I imagine yeah, I this is a much it's... more direct and shorter path to like, Hyrule, Hyrule Central Field. Um. Mm. So I'd imagine this is the way they would usually use for trade and things, and uh, yeah, it's totally devastated when you first come up here. There we go. And, but there is a little stable. Yes. This one is the Tabantha Bridge Stable. Indeed. Um, few, few things of interest here for us to look at. Um, one... Inside the Tavanfor Bridge Stable Well is where you can actually find Farah, the well enthusiast of this game, who gives oh, you a quest. Oh, okay. Which I have Yeah, I remember done. obviously finding her, but I don't remember where I found her. It yes, is. she gives you the quest to find every well. Find every well. I've not done this quest yet. There's quite a lot of them. Some of them like, That's one of the... If you are going to make a criticism of this game... And to a lesser extent, Breath of the Wild. It has a lot of things which are just, you know, fun to find. But then some NPC will make them a checklist if you want a checklist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I I love finishing as much as I can in a game. Like, I don't know how you both feel about, like... If I'm enjoying a game, then yeah, I love... I yeah, like yeah, it would depend on the game. Like, really. Very rarely I go for, like, 100%, but if I'm enjoying a game, See, for me, it's a pathological need, even if I'm not really enjoying a game as much as I probably should. <laughs> I'll still go for it. Uh, I've, uh, yeah. And But this, I had, like, this, and obviously your core rocks, I just, just I well, had to you know, call it like, there. The, the shrink detector, take a picture of a well and detect the wells that way. So. Yes, that's a, a really good, clever tip. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's, like, 999 wells. I think it's quite a... It's But uh, yeah, this quest isn't actually available until the um the shelter opens up underneath Lookout Landing, so Yeah, because she will move to the one to the well at Lookout Landing once you're there here. Yeah. So you can just go back there and Imagine all she gives you is like rupees. She's not even Imagine her like <laughs> turning up like ah another another weary traveller. Please come in, make yourself at home and this guard just watch her as she goes to like the corner of the landing and climbs down a well and nobody's seen her in months. <laughs> just... just waiting for them to they just, see almost... if she can pay him some some like 10, 20 rupees, depending on how many wells that you find. Like, a story the guards tell each other. Remember that well woman that came here? Yeah, what happened to her? 
Yeah, she's probably become like a weird ghost story they tell, like Sadako crawling out of the well. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, more on that <laughs> later, funnily enough. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, a bit creepy things in I wells. don't. Okay. Um, but yes, we've got uh, another, another little quest with our old pal Pen. Hmm. This one, our old, our old pen pal. It's uh, white goats gone missing. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so this one, you speak to Pen and the goat herder, whose name it's apparently Chork, which I love. <laughs> and um, yeah, all the all the white goats have. Uh, have, have have disappeared and according to Penn the, the um these events are somehow connected to Zelda so you go and speak to Chork um and Chork mentions that the goats have all ran off after they were given a special feed that uh from a recipe that Zelda gave gave him. Um and the only thing that was left behind was some uneaten Hillian pine cones. And uh He's saying, "What? What? Why's what? Why's this happened? Why was? Why is Zelda given such a dodgy recipe? My hair's all gone." But um, there is a trail of uneaten pine cones that you can follow to find the herd. And it's uh, our second weird recipe that someone's got from Zelda <laughs> that we've had to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> like she must. She must have a hobby of just like sharing food. Recipes with the people of Iro. Well, I mean, maybe for that century where she was a ghost in the castle, she was just reading all the recipe books that you can find in Iro Castle. That's right. There are a few quests in Breath of the Wild to go and get those recipe books, right? Yeah. But uh, once you eventually find the herd, you'll also find a bottle with a, a letter inside. And it uh, turns out that, much like the lads who were putting monster meat into the <laughs> the lovely curry <laughs> recipe that Zelda gave them, um, Chork had messed up the um, the, the feed recipe by uh, putting pine cones into it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, get, you give that to Pen and, and Pen somehow. Right, right? I think you're spot on with that, yeah, yeah. And he was putting them in hole, which uh, the goats did not appreciate it at all. Um, so you tell Pen, and somehow Pen's going to write a story of this pish. Somehow we'll see what he puts together. I'd imagine this would definitely have like. And finally, a herd of goats went missing after a silly farmer tried to feed them whole pine cones. More. Let's go to Penn, reporting from the Tabanford Bridge stable. I mean, I kind of feel like all of Penn's stories are in that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he reports on, is those kind of stories. A little pen corner, like in, in the Hyrule Field Report paper. You know? Pen corner, yeah. I can see it. I guess some of them would have a bit more gravitas, maybe the ones that involve the Yiga clan. Yeah, those are the ones where he gets to level up a little bit. Yeah. I think they're the exception, but... not the rule. <laughs> Poor old Pen. He seems happy with his job. Yeah, maybe he like maybe he was previously reporting on the Calamity and it was, you know, harrowing and now he just wants these little stories. He's retired from all that nonsense. Yeah, that pretty much wraps up our little mini expedition north here. Yeah, there's a shrine nearby, but I'm not even going to oh, go yeah. into it. Uh, yeah, Mark archery, combat shrine. training. It's a combat training for archery, yeah. So, um, again, because we're kind of going back to the first area you're meant to go to, we're getting basic shrines like this. So, yeah. Instead, we can start heading southeast. Naughty elephant squirt water. That's that's not that's not the way you remember directions. 
No, that was one I said. Um, never eat shredded wheat, and yeah, that was me. Smurf replied to the episode with "Not the elephant squirt water." <laughs> if we head back towards Gerudo, stop by Outskirt Stable, keep following the path. Um, near Great Plateau. Great Plateau. Yep. Down the outpost ruins, head south, and we come to Lake Ilia. Yeah. I've always, no matter what Zelda game it turns up in, I've always got a soft spot for Lake Ilia. I don't know what it is. Like oh, it always... I remember, back in Ocarina of Time, people were like, that's the bit people always brought up, right, was like how beautiful yeah. Lake Ilia looks. Mm-hmm. Sunrise over Lake Ilia, sunset over Lake Ilia, all of that. Even like um, the Pilot Prince's Lake Hilly. I mean, I suppose that also has the big epic boar battle, right? Um, mm-hmm. On Lake Hilly. Um So, yeah, th- there's just something about it. And, and Breath of the Wild, no different for me, to be honest. The Tears of the Kingdom as well, naturally, because <laughs> it's the same Lake Hilly. <laughs> well, speaking of epic bridge battles. Oh, yes. Yes. We have another one here of the... I've forgotten their names. Gleok. Gleok, yeah. I can't remember which one was here. Was this the... Flame Gleok. Iowa one? It's a, it's a flame one. Yeah. yeah. This like, was... Yeah, I, I have the, killed this one. This was the first one I killed. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. I think... I got. I think you get sent here. Um, do you remember the previous episode we spoke about how the monster control crew can give you quests to do, like to I think we fought like a Hinox and maybe a Frox as well, um, or a Flux Construct. They give you more advanced ones, and one of them is a Gleok, which is uh, I think it's this one. They send you off to fight, and. Uh, naturally because it's blocking I'd imagine any travel to the Farron region for the majority of people from Hyrule mm-hmm. and yeah, if you're, if you're going to send the player to one this one makes sense because it is set up like a little boss fight yeah very um, yeah just big epic there's just something about a bridge battle it's always epic yeah always good to have like a big bridge battle in an adventure game Mm-hmm. In the comic books, Optimus and Megatron's first fight was on a bridge. Epic bridge battles. Instead of danger, nowhere to go but forward. And yeah, they're just saying about like because the the like the fire ones, they have the you know the big massive fireball that then becomes the updraft. There was something really triumphant about doing that and soaring above the bridge, and. Uh, Naturally, um, firing it back down to earth with a bit of almighty crash. Um, yeah, loved it, loved it, loved it. Also, of note on Lake Hilly itself, big massive whirlpool that wasn't there yes. before. Uh, I think we mentioned it back when we did the um, Korok Forest. Correct. Because yeah, that's someone wants a picture of the big whirly swirly thing. Indeed, <laughs> that is certainly a whirly swirly. <laughs> It do be um, whirling and it do be swirling. But it's not uh you know, respawn on their last solid land thing. Um it is actually a cave if you get yes. sucked down into it. Because um this is tied to a sky crystal quest. Correct. Yes. You've got to drop Quite the crystal from the sky down through the whirlpool. And then put it in the shrine down in the cave under the sea. Well, under the lake. That's it, yeah. There's, um... I think we've probably spoken about this already, actually, on our way to, um... Hateno, but the Skyview Tower around this region's well-positioned to get you up to the island and then drop the crystal from the island into the whirlpool. Mm. It's a good one. 
I had a fun one, fun time doing this. Yeah, a couple of the um the like Sky Crystal quests are a bit more memorable, and this is one of the fun ones because yeah, going down and then straight down into the whirlpool. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Like any time you go directly from the sky to the depths, I really dig. This isn't quite that, but same vibe. Why they didn't do it as much? Because one, it might have diluted it, made it feel not as special, and two, Mm. can sometimes be a bit difficult to get back up to where you were. But Mm -hmm. I do almost wish there was a little bit more interaction between something happening in the sky, something happening in the ground, or even, like you said, look all the way to the depths. Like, interacting between the three layers... A lot of the quests just take place on one of the three layers. Mm. Um, I suppose one that I can think of that had you playing with the surface and then the depths was the um, Great Plateau quest with the statue and the eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that was also a really memorable one, one that, one that stood out to me. Um, I guess then maybe they just didn't so do like you do say, that a whole lot because like I, it can be like if you do that a lot a lot of times throughout the game and especially in an open world game like it can get like a bit tiring like for a player as a player yeah that to kind of traverse like all these areas multiple times. I think you're spot on with why they didn't do it, Jas. Yeah, like, like I was saying, it probably would have diluted the experience a bit mm-hmm. too much, and maybe it's better to have. A few standout special quests. I think for me, <laughs> I just want more of a more of a good thing. That <laughs> was like, yeah, yeah oh, more of this. But then, I think I think they actually probably got the number about right because yeah. there are moments where you interact with all three planes, and it is breathtaking. But most things you need to do can just be done, you know, in the area you find it, and that's yeah. far less frustrating. Also, like one of those moments as yeah. well, where like everyone's, everyone playing is like figuring it out like a, a totally like different way, as well. Yeah, like how do I get from point A to B? And I guess that's the nature of like this game's world design as a whole. Is more often than not they will keep you within a small pocket of the world at a time. There's very few massive globe drop globe trotting quests, right? So yeah, they would be a bit much if there were too many like that. There's also is actually a little hole to the depths uh, on one of the islands here in the lake. I can't remember specifically what's under there. I think it just leads you to a light route that you'll probably miss. So because every shrine correlates to a light route, they needed to have mm. one that correlates to the Whirlpool Cave. But naturally, water on the surface becomes solid rock on the depths. Right. So, um, there's no way to really translate that. So there's they made like a little tunnel of sorts that connects from, I think it's Hilly Island. It's known as the chasm there, to where the um, the whirlpool is. Um, there's another area, a couple of areas in fact that are just like that. Um, that we might speak about later. Yeah, because um, it wouldn't make sense to be able to just walk to it from the depths so yeah yes. you have to have a specific totally chasm that's it yeah nothing major there. I it's get like you. a light route and that. there's like a little thing off to the as you drop down the chasm there's like a, a depot kind of point for Zonai devices that you can maybe collect and save to a build if you wanted to make anything okay. what the parts are I don't remember so Lake Hilly a very beautiful little area but not that much to do. There is another tier here, but it's tier number 10. So I guess yeah. we'll swing by here in a more of a wrap-up episode. Yeah, we might do a little double whammy when we get to tier 9. We'll speak about this as well. Yeah. Um, I think this was quite a late tier for me to collect as well because it was so near the uh, the Gleok. I was putting it off. <laughs> eventually i just got to the point where i was like yeah i'm gonna take these down oh yeah well i i killed that ice one for the episode we recorded and then once i did that i was like oh yeah i can kill these things and then i was just on a spree 
killing spree. And that pretty much wraps up Lake Hillier. Yeah. I feel like there so, should have been more to say at Lake Hillier, but there's really not that much going on, is there? There's not, no. Um, I mean, I, I, I suppose the the, the Gleok is the main point of attraction here, but you'll more than likely just barrel past that and go through the Farron Woods, and you might even pop down to where we'll probably be wrapping up this episode. Down at the Highland Stable, where we'll probably kick off next time. Yes, make sure and join us for that. Until then, Luke, plug us. Plug us up. Yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can uh, shove it up your plug holes by following us on Twitter at HyroleFieldPod. Also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, liking, and subscribing telling your Zelda-loving friends to give us a listen. And if you want to help support the podcast, keep it online. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. And from there, you can find links to all the other shows we make, like the Game Game Show, a game show about games, like Luke Loves Pokemon, like various film and TV and movie podcasts. And um, you can even find old episodes of our currently on hiatus show Monster Mash in which me, Jay, Jass and sometimes Andy and Muss from Game Game Show talk about all the monsters of the Monster Hunter games Be back soon, hopefully Yeah, well, we'll see Oh, and lads it's, uh, it's Christmas Eve, do you have a Christmas message for the listeners? Merry Christmas you filthy animals I hope you get all the presents that you want and have a wonderful Christmas time. I hope you unwrap a copy of Tears of the Kingdom and then (laughs) instead of just enjoying the game through us, you can play along with the podcast. That's madness if you've listened to 32 episodes of this, however many it's been. And you don't own the game. If, if there's somebody out there that's doing that, please let us know. I know for <laughs> a fact there's at least one. He's been talking to me on Patreon. Oh, sweet! Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, yeah. Sean Byston, shout out to you. Merry Christmas, mate. Yeah, yeah. he joined through like Matt's Twilight Zone podcast, I think, and then has just been playing the game through listening to us. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Jas, with it being Christmas Eve and all... I think the present I'm most looking forward to is some sage words of advice from you, my friend. <laughs> well, it's not going to be very Christmassy because, in, in the words of Lemmy, eh, don't back down, double down. <laughs> so long. Cheerio. Goodbye. Bye.